Mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out all their podcasts, new and old, all their live events, everything they got going on over at OsirisPod.com. In this episode of Welcome to the Party Pal, we celebrate the second season of HBO Max's Perry Mason, a compelling series which portrays the origin story of the famed criminal defense lawyer played by Matthew Reese. The series was created by Roland Jones and Ron Fitzgerald for HBO and is based on the character of the same name by Earl Stanley Gardner. The series has got a great cast, also stars Juliet Rylance as Della Street, Chris Chalk as Paul Drake, Justin Kirk as Hamilton Berger, and Shea Wiggum as Pete Strickland. Season 2 finds Perry in the throes of the Los Angeles legal system during the hype of the Great Depression. Months after the Dotson trial that comprised the captivating first season shook the city, Perry is readjusting to life as a civil attorney when a high-profile murder case brings him back into the fold. A few of us over here at Welcome to the Party Pal were really taken by this second season, and uh, one of those was River Jordan, who I am thrilled to have back on the program, back-to-back episodes with River, which is a treat. So let's get into it. Excited to talk about just why and how this was really such a great season of television. River, welcome back to the party. I'm excited about this one. Let's talk some Perry Mason. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And and I was able to go back and do some rewatching on these on these episodes before we spoke. So I thoroughly enjoyed it just being there. Yeah, well, thank you. You kind of, uh, I was going to get to it eventually. I love the first season, but you twist my arm a bunch. I loved seeing your recommendations uh, on the social media and everything. And you got me, you know, focused to get my act together and dive into the season. And I absolutely tore through it. I, I just, I, I, I loved it. They stepped the game up. Um, I, you know, I'll, I, I will get into it, but I've really found myself getting really attached to these characters and rooting for them in a way like that, 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 that was novel and surprising to me. Um, what, uh, what's your general thoughts about the season? I'd, I'd love to hear you exclaim about the show a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, you and I have spoken now for, a couple, I guess, a couple of years here and there yeah. about different series mm-hmm. and things that, you know, that we love. And this is one, and we both know HBO does it right when they get <laughs> in there, man, they just roll <laughs> their they put the money in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of hiring the right people for yeah. shows, but I have so enjoyed seeing all the elements of great filmmaking, great TV, whatever we want to call it. This this wonderful art form, these moving pictures, all the components come together in Perry Mason season two, from sound to art direction to the way that. It always has a cold open, and mm-hmm. then you see the Perry Mason comes. You it's know, my the- favorite title card there is. I love the title card, the way it dances in. They played with it a little bit this year. There was one scene where they dropped the uh, the title card on the uh, bars. It was in prison, and it yes. just looks tremendous. It's, it's an amazing title card. 
And it's those little kind of touches. And then I don't know if you're, you're watching the, the closing, uh, sequence, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then it always plays out with whatever was in that particular episode that stood out, whether it was a rat or money, you know, that's always a part of the closing credits, you Mm -hmm. know, that it's part of the theme. And I'm like, man, just it's, it's meticulous. There's there's an yes. extra effort. They really, really care. When um when I started watching the first episode, I was kind of um, you know, it has been three years since we've seen it. And I did I remembered I had I had an affinity for the first season, but when I, when they go through that, um, you know, they're showing us all first season trying to catch us up. Um, I just was like, wow, I don't remember much, but I was just like I need to watch that again. I mean, I forgot all the John Lithgow. I mean, it's loaded. It's just, it's it's stunning. Um, That three-year hiatus did have to do with the fact that they do want to get it right. That was, you know, obviously we we dealt with the pandemic and these productions are so big and they just weren't going to do it unless they could have all these people on set, have the whole, do the whole thing, go all in. They weren't going to do this kind of pandemic pared down production and good for them. And it definitely... You know, might maybe took a little bit of steam out of it, but obviously, it, what they did was the right decision. Um, it just it, it grabbed me right away. The case was compelling. It's amazing to think back in hindsight at this point uh, about Brooks and what we learned in just that initial scene, him and the woman with the belt, and then his meeting with his father. Everything in hindsight set up the set up so much. You know, his ambitions his relationship with his father, what that belt came to mean in the courtroom later. It's, it's, it's what the boat fire meant. Everything initially meant so much to the rest of the season. And I thought Brooks was going to be a fantastic villain. Turns out he wasn't even long for the show. I mean, he was really a jerk, but it was an incredible setup that really kept paying off and paying off as you went through. Spoiler alerts. (laughs) <laughs> all, all day long all day long, all day long. Spoiler spoiler show. Yeah. So, and, I, and, I, and can we talk about casting yeah. and the faces my mm-hmm. god man. you know we watch so much stuff where everyone has sort of this i don't want to toss marvel a bone or anything but everyone has this gorgeous cookie cutter beautiful beautiful yeah. beautiful beautiful yeah. and the casting of this is some of the most uh-huh. interesting faces yeah quality yeah actors real looking people but not only are they real looking they and the i've looked at the extras for the time period yeah. that this is set in yeah and I, i'm fascinated i'm fascinated they, with the casting element definitely they look like they're living in it in this tough 1930s Great Depression era, I mean, Shea, Shea Wiggum was like born for this type of yeah. <laughs> type of thing, yes. and and like you know, the casting is remarkable. And like, I mean, think of Sean Astin and his role as Tommy. I mean, you know, I'm kind of like, where are we going with this? But it did show the monotony, the pettiness, kind of the um, you know tediousness of civil cases that he was okay. dealing with with Tommy. But then also. Uh, that character of Tommy with his grocery store, I think it was called Sonny's, I believe. That for became... people who don't know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overtalk. People Please. who don't know, it's our it's our friend from Goonies. It's our friend from Stranger yes. Things. Yes, the Lord of the Rings. The yes. Lord of the Rings. Yes. It's Rudy, the whole thing. He um, but he was brought in. That character uh, was set up to. He's he's the money. 
he was the reason they were able to get enough money to kind of pursue the other case that they, they decided yeah. to, to go after. And that's it just I thought that was that was really smart, really smart. Great detail on their part. And yeah. and then to see him struggle, the the main character, you know, to see Perry, Perry. struggle through his background, struggle with you know, getting this man, you know, demolished that really was a good guy, you know, but he has to do the case and has to, you know, and and then taking this case that he didn't want to take. Uh, for yeah, the- Perry's, Perry's trauma really seems to heighten things for me. I mean, uh, I mean, the 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 trauma of the case, the last case that bubbled into the, the season a little bit more it was pretty traumatizing to actually see the suicide yeah. of Emily um, yeah. Dobson. But like that, that trauma, uh, you know, also the trauma. I mean, he's dealing with PTSD from the war. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's a broken person. Then even is you know broken uh, marriage. <clears throat> yeah, the broken marriage and like it's super endearing to watch him try to piece it together to try to be a good father with his his situation to try to find love. And and there was a lot of speaking of love. There was um multiple really amazing love stories in this there was a trio which i was really taken of i mean perry with uh jenny the school teacher was good i mean paul and clara their relationships really uh just to stop there and 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 speak on them they it was kind of every time i was thinking about their relationship and this 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 theme kind of resonates through the show too it's kind of like who has your back who supports you? I mean, Delta supports Perry a lot. Perry supports Delta. Those two just had each other. There was that one scene, you know, where Paul's struggling with his goodness. And he's just like, am I good? And she's like, you're, you're good. You're good. You know, like he, you, had, you had to do a bad thing to um, accomplish yeah. a good thing, you know, yeah. and he, he was pushed to the limit and, and that constant struggle and Della is, is, Perry and I love the way they've rewritten the story so that she is very independent. Yes. She's not yes. his girl Friday yep. possible worshiping love interest. Yep. She's got her own thing going on. Definitely. And wants to have her own firm. I mean, I I I love the evolution of her character and what she wants and the way yep, she keeps things steady. And he's riding the motorcycle and almost going over the cliff. And <laughs> can I tell you one of my favorite scenes? And Please. I was writing down when I did the rewatch, I was writing down some of my favorite dialogue and I'm like, oh, I just have to quit, you know, yeah. but with one line. You <laughs> yeah, know, you too get, much, right? Yeah, you get that Sam Spade sort of, it was a foggy night in the city kind of thing by the bay. Yep. But when he's having his, you know, existential meltdown over the woman who killed herself and he go, he's writing, he goes to the movie theater and this woman comes over and leans in. And um, I, I, I won't repeat exactly what she said, but yeah, yeah, she yeah. basically lets him know what she'll do for a quarter, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I'll, I'll pay you 50 cents, not two. Not that. <laughs> you know, he's sitting there with that bottle watching the movie, like <laughs> get away from me. And he gives her it was great too he's got he's got a heart too he's not you know he's he's, he's broken but he's not uh scumbags per per se but and then the third love interest was um it was delta and um anita st pierre and that was that was that was is that right Della. did i say delta (laughs) uh Della and and, uh, anita anita st pierre and that was that was beautiful i was reading for i mean just also the forbidden 1930s you know uh uh relationship that was but i mean they were beautiful i mean that one point where 
she kind of circles back and she did hear the I love you. And she says, I love you too, like an episode down the road. Yeah, yeah. another, the next episode down. Yeah, really sweet. And then even um, when when uh, Perry notices the change in her because she's found some happiness yeah. and he's, he's like, um, you know, if one of us is going to start looking healthy, um, this might throw the whole thing off, which is really throw, wonderful. Throw the whole case off. Just, he's like, wait, wait a minute, what's happened to you? And she's like, I got some sun this yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and really, she's just head over heels in love. Absolutely. Swept feet in love. And yes, it is one of the, um, every single relationship like you brought up. So yep. that's three. Okay. So yep. every relationship has this, wonderful the camera seems to capture the intimacy uh -huh. they go from having the big picture of you know here's the crime here's the crime scene here's the gun here's the thing and uh, and then they they get in between these people and these just beautiful intimate scenes and and yeah. they get it right man that's a human element to yeah. that to that whole thing i even um I was even really surprised how much I, I fell for Hamilton by the end. The, the DA played by Justin Kirk, who's having a nice moment. He's the president elect maybe in the new secession, but I mean, he's, you know, there was times where I was really doubting him. You know, he, he was the one who had the line. There's no true justice. Um, just kind of the, the illusion of justice, which Perry brought up in court. And, you know, you're a little unsure about him towards the end. He's sitting there at the, uh, you know, with Della and Anna at the table and he's got, He's been blackmailed, um, you know, again, speaking to how how homosexuals are treated in this era. And and and, and a lot of a uh, lot of this is kind of the story of America then and now. I mean, not, not, I mean, how people of color are treated. I mean, it was what was really getting me about the um, two people on trial is, you know, they're from Mexican heritage, but they were from here. You know, they're, right. they're being asked, where are you from? And here, this is my home. And it's something, you know, you, 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 that resonates till today when, when, you know, this is, it's, it's, it's haunting how much of, of things that we've been dealing with forever, just same as it ever was, same as it ever was. And it does, it, it, ever was, man. It, it, it just speaks to America in a lot of different ways. I mean, those two issues, but, you know, the corruption, but, greed, you know, the, the good ones, the always good people always having to fight uphill um, you know, but it, the one thing that I really like about it is a lot of people or episodes of TV or different series have tried to incorporate social justice issues, yeah. righting wrongs or homophobia or whatever, but they haven't done a job like this. Yeah. This one doesn't make this feel like we've manufactured a space mm -hmm. so that we can preach about whatever we're feeling. Yep. It, really is just bringing a gut-wrenching story mm -hmm. into all the raw elements of great storytelling into Absolutely. play and so yes it's very relevant with where we are today but in no way do you ever feel like we're we're yeah. gonna set this up so that we can I, you don't feel like they're forcing it they're actually telling a story that feels is like it's super authentic i mean even when they're showing the kind of uh, uh, them using the radio host to kind of yeah. sway people. I mean, obviously that really speaks to like the media has always been used and, and storytellers have always been used and people of, you know, uh, of, uh, you know, celebrities been used to, to kind of help people who, who are looking for power and everything like that. I, I, 
the story it was it's it was so interesting to me because it kept reminding me of Chinatown in that yep. it's, it was it's about I mean when you dig deeper into the case and obviously the these big high profile murders get you to this point as they did in, in Chinatown but like you know Chinatown's about water and this turned out to be like at the heart of it was about you know, just oil movement to to China and, you know, there's fruit involved and it was about oil and fruit. And like it turned, you know, obviously speaking to greed and, and you know, just just power hungry greed people. But it was it was just it reminded me of Chinatown in that way. And, and I mean that as a high compliment. That's a special movie to me. So it, it was interesting just the layers of the case as you went along. And it it spoke to a lot of America, like we're saying. Such a great job of, of uh, again, storytelling to the highest degree where you're yeah. where you're complex concepts, things that are happening, but you're writing it so well that people are just going. They're right there in the car with you where you're going. I, they, it makes me want to go back and look at the uh, the pages for all the the director. Did, and did I see that? Um, Who's the famous movie star guy? Who's Iron Man? Who's Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh, produced this whole thing. Producer, yeah, right? This is this is part. Of this. It's 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 something he's he's he was actually signed on initially. He he might have been Perry as when they were kind of bringing to fruition. They didn't know if it was going to be a movie, uh, a miniseries, or what they were going to do with it. In fact, they figured once they did get Matthew Reese signed on, what a terrific performance by Matthew Reese and all across the board but it was it yeah. was fun to ride with Perry he's he did such a great job but once they got um Matthew on board they thought it would just be you know a one-off origin story thing and they were halfway done through season one and they're like this is working this is good let's <laughs> let's let's keep going there's a lot more to explore but this is Robert Downey one of Robert Downey Jr.'s babies and so Hopefully, you know, that means we're getting more and more, you know? I know, like, well done, sir. So I I really just want to say for the costuming yeah. of every scene, every oh. outfit, every, all the people on the street, yep. and, you know, the detail for that and the props and the cars. Yep. I also want to give a special shout out to the people who in charge of the scene of just sound editing, sound yeah. out. The, the soundtrack that goes with season two, that yeah. bluesy jazz always yeah. in the background. Beautiful. And, and I started listening to the sound very specifically um, in different episodes where his buddy that he got in a fist fight with sits mm -hmm. down and, and lights a cigarette with the Zippo and you can hear the Zippo open and close. Love it's it. perfect. <laughs> the, tone, the sound, the distance, you know. Uh -huh. And uh, when you can hear a cigarette, you know, that has no filter light up and yep. it's burning, you know, and or or even when they're having scenes in Perry's office and you hear a car go by on the street and fade out into the disc. Yep. Everything, everything about it, I thought, you know, they do such a great job with dialogue and sound. Yeah. This could be like a radio play. Yeah. If you didn't see any of the beautiful Mm. lighting and costuming you would be you would still be drawn right into the yeah. story yeah absolutely well it, I'd, I'd almost like to take it into the theater when you were mentioning that zippo and the, you know the pull of a cigarette that you can hear it's really really remarkable what um what do you think of uh camille i think it was hope davis's character um uh, she's hope davis is quite a villain these days she's got the it's quite the, a villain your honor your honor and she could be really really cunning and intense and 
you know, you can kind of see it going that way, uh, that she was going to be kind of the, the, you know, villain A, um, you know, but also it, it, it was fun to watch her initially kind of a strong woman kind of in a man's world of the 30s, which had to be a, a trying experience. And, and, yeah. and, and the way she was she was working way through it. And, and I mean, she she was a powerful, powerful woman. Did you enjoy her her turn as Camille? She did a great job. She's uh, cold as ice that character yeah. cold as ice and and very and i love the fact that she's got a pilates reformer before yeah. before pilates she was way ahead of the game way ahead of the trends and she's filthy rich um yeah. I, that's that's a horrible way to say that she's beautifully rich yeah. and as she said where della said it must be hard having so much money on your own she goes not really. <laughs> Having all this money is a really good thing. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is great. It was that, that scene where she's kind of getting her face wrapped and everything like that, and see like this. It was real. It's, it's she, she was super powerful. And she, you know, I, I love the idea of um, just it's 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 these pictures. Just this information is such power, and it's a way to manipulate people. There's a great scene in recent Secession where the the character Tom's talking about grabbing information and holding it and, 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 you know, letting it sit around you like a fine wine and unloading it. And that was her pictures. That was the way she was manipulating many, you know, the whole thing behind the scenes. And that's what she was doing, which is great. There was also, you know, to, to kind of continue the theme of how this show speaks on America. Um, I loved how uh, Jenny was the school teacher and mm -hmm. she, the way she spoke of coming out to California and, and and at this time California was new they didn't even have a baseball team as we found out and it, things were you know it was just it was but it was there was hope there and there was like it was a new beginning existed there and she's like she was you know kind of on the horseback and I love the scene she was talking about the hope of California and um, now what I love most about this town no one tells you tells you what was only what can be and I'm like that's beautiful there was a lot of you know, so this you is a time. Too. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's there's a time of a lot of struggle and hurt, and you know the rich are doing well while so many people are struggling in the streets and on the oil fields, as we saw. And but there is also there's a hope that underlies it, and the hope that underlies a lot of you know people what we think of America, hopefully at its best, at its best. You know, that's interesting though. But but no, there is no but to that it's an echo of the same thing yeah. is when his his old paramour his spanish paramour that ended up buying the the farm you know yeah. in the taxes and she tries to get him to go away with her and she's going down to is it cabo san lucas exactly. and it's like where you can create your own story nobody can ever tell you who you are and it's yeah. like oh we've already gotten caught in this box here let's go <laughs> yep. in and Let's bolt a little farther <laughs> where we can start over and nobody can ever tell you what your story is, you know? They, they uh, turned um, his old home into a nice little speakeasy. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of these places look like fun little hangouts. We're, we're taking on casino boats and and, and into, into a lot of, lot of different places. It's just, it's beauty to watch. But um, what do you think about, uh, I mean, Paul's such an amazing character to me. And just, you know, like I've talked about him and his and Clara, they were just they, just captivating to me. So Paul, it looks like Paul's kind of staring off in a di different direction at this point. And that's something well-earned and deserved. I mean, him waiting around for table scraps from these cases is definitely, he's well right. above that. And it's kind of fun to see the direction that he's going. Do you have thoughts about this, 
series moving forward and 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 what they could do Dallas future so I just I'm excited for you know more and more of this and I hope that's on the table I know nothing's been announced but I mean this is this is exciting that it's still we're still in origin phases of oh, yeah. uh, of Perry I mean he even Matthew Reese even says is we've been introduced to Perry early in his lawyer career uh you know he's still finding his lawyer legs at this point and there's you know he he wants more and I just think there could, there's a lot left to play with here. Oh, and and every single character we've been introduced to and and stayed with, like Paul, yeah. I I would follow them anywhere. You Absolutely. know, if they did a spinoff where it was just his character doing something, I would follow him and and Claire to wherever they were going. Yeah. Uh, they're they're so good; they're all standalones. You know, so I. I I'm looking forward to whatever they explore and, you know, they've got me now. I'll go wherever. (laughs) And and like I was saying to people, you know, I know there are two seasons and the first season is darker in a different way. It's it's, goes into religious territory and it, um, and I really, and someone else at a dinner was raving about Perry Mason and said season two is really when they got their chemistry between the cast going and everything started blowing and I think you also started getting more time with Paul and Claire and more time with Della and, you know, the, the, the scope of the, what we were watching just grew larger. And so I would recommend people start with season two. And then if yeah. they're really interested, go pick up some extra backstory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If the characters grab you, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things where I, the, the, the cast is so sound, these characters know who they are and, and just, obviously the writers have shown that they can write these amazing cases and let's just go case after case season after season. Let's take us, let's take us through, through his career. Even um, Juliet Ryland said that she, we've only scratched the surface of what these characters' lives are like and what they are dealing with. And and she knows there's a lot more, you know, uh, backstory on the characters. I'd like to know more. Let's take us inside some more cases and let's roll with it. It's just, it's so much fun. I also, I, I love the line where he said, oh, for all your brooding cynicism, uh-huh. you still believe in justice. Yes. And I yes. Love, and and Perry, you know, yeah, Perry, the bottom line is justice. But I, I really was making notes on how often they break the rules of law mm, so that yeah. they can ultimately deliver justice, like I, the photographs and getting into places and you know, turning the book around so you can find out who's really, you know, hiding home. And, I, you know. Yeah, I heard Matthew talking about that with his character, how he almost had to learn that you almost have to kind of bend some rules. Like he was so staunch with his kind of, uh, you know, uh, doing right. Uh, in legally and then you realize that's that's not always how it works if you want to get the right thing done I, I mean I thought it closed in that way it, it tied up like kind of uh you know imperfect which feels more authentic it, it, it like not everything was pieced together but it was that that closing scene where the artist artist was kind of thriving a little bit and you know even when Perry was in jail I I I, I felt hope in that moment he was he was putting in his time he was doing it for the case and it just it felt Right. I'd love to hear, you know, as we kind of wind down here, how you felt about how they kind of brought this season to a close. I thought I thought it was lovely. Oh, I, you know, that's one of the things when you get to, to the end of any of the seasons that yeah. we've talked about and is you just want that sense of satisfaction. I know sometimes there are cliffhangers where we're going to have to like wait until next season, yep. but I love the way that they have 
just fix this for us to take a breath, take a pause, and then be ready to move forward when the next season comes on, you know, and just to know everyone's in their spaces and their places, you know, doing what they need to do. Um, great stuff. And it great seems like, it just seems like it's been such a sleeper where, yeah. you know, I'm saying to people, hey, that Perry Mason show. So when you're at a dinner and somebody else says, you know what I've really been enjoying? Perry Mason. And you're yep. like, yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> Amazing that's what we're doing here too and that's you 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 know you you've got me to dive right in and i'm glad to spread the word i mean ultimately and i said it in the beginning i just want to say it again i was blown away how much i cared about the characters and i think you could sense it as we're going through and everything me and you were saying it floored me i really i cared about and and more more characters than i thought it wasn't just perry it wasn't just della it wasn't just you know paul it really kept going down the line and Clara and you know falling for Anita and Jenny and everybody. Oh. I'm just like I love it. I love you guys. I love it. I love it more. Give me more of it. But it was great. Um, it was great. Also, want to say how wonderful it is to watch a series set during a time before the internet. Yeah. And before cell phones. Yeah. And also, as I'm not at all a reformed smoker. I'm just a smoker who quit smoking. Yep. Yep. Uh, many years ago, but uh-huh. nothing is reformed okay so i am so vicariously enjoying this smoking in the garden time where you know nobody knows anything they're everybody's lighting up everywhere i mean what's what's not love go on please the phone books him having to figure out he wets all the freaking phone books (laughs) the guns to shoot the bullets in so that And I'm like, wow, look at the legwork and the, you know, raw material required to do that simple thing that, you know, and, and it, so I, I love the details of that and the way that it slows the story down a little bit and shows you what they actually had to go through to figure things out uh, just a few years ago, you know? Absolutely. You mentioned like kind of like the characters stand alone, you would follow them off in spinoffs. I would follow Paul doing detective cases on his own for season after season. season. 12 seasons, I'm still in. Let's do it, Paul. Bring it on. Well, what's not to love about this show? I mean, you got a great case to chew on. It's, it's got, it's got drinking. It's got casinos. It's got smoking. It's got great love interest. It's got corruption. It's got greed. It's got sex. It's got everything you can (laughs) possibly want. It's loaded. It's loaded. So it's it tons is. of fun, and this is great. Uh, thank you again for Chris Marv to watching it, and thank you very much for uh, talking with me about it here today. That's yeah, great. I'll see you next time. Absolutely, and thank you everyone out there for once again joining the party. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.